Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Bumble. So you want to find someone you're compatible with, specifically someone who's ready for a serious connection, totally open to having kids in the future, is a tall rock climbing Libra, and loves rom-coms with vegan pizzas on Tuesdays just as much as you do. Bumble knows that you know exactly what's right for you. So whatever it is you're looking for, Bumble's features can help you find it. Date now on Bumble. If you want to listen to this episode or any of our episodes ad-free, you can do that now. Head on over to Patreon. Click on the ad-free level. You get all of our bonus shows that you've been hearing so much about. Plus, every single day, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, you can listen to this episode or any of our other episodes at the same time, ad-free, over on Patreon. everyone. This is David. Welcome back behind the velvet rope. Let's just get right into it today because we are joined back by the one, the only Mr. Matt Frazier. Oh my God. I'm so excited to be back here with you. Welcome. Welcome. How are you? What is going on? How is Rhode Island doing today? Rhode Island is doing fantastic. Matt Frazier's a little bit tired because I got to tell you, it's like since we last spoke, now having a baby, it's crazy because I feel like I don't get a minute. You know, if it's not the kid, it's the cats. If it's not the cats, if it's it's the wife. If it's not the wife, it's the dead people. So I can't catch a break, David. Well, listen, this is why I love your new show, The Frasers Plus One, because a lot of times, you know, you watch someone on TV and like, you know, you go away and I know what you've been up to. But I think, you know, a lot of the general public doesn't, you know, and there's this like, where is this person when they're not on TV? Then these shows come back and you're like, what has this person been up to? You, your show, this new show really just cuts to the chase, like in the first 15 minutes. Like, look, here's what we've been up to. Let's fill you in since COVID and what we've been up to. Yeah, and that's exactly what we wanted because the tough part was is that, you know, we it, literally, the, the finale of our show, I'll never forget it. And I think it's like the last time we spoke, actually. The finale of our show, I, I remember everyone being together and we were at the finale, it was this big party. And then that was the week where COVID was starting to spread, right? And then everybody was like, I remember everyone being being nervous even to come and to, you know, sit down. We didn't know much about it. We didn't know how deadly it was. We didn't know that we had to social distance. That was before all of that. And then the very next week, we were being, we were on lockdown. And then everybody was like, what's going to happen here? And the next thing you know, the phone started ringing, events started getting canceled. And literally, I was getting calls and they were like, Matt, I don't think you're going back on tour until 2023. I mean, that's how severe it was. I mean, right. And that really comes across in this show too. Like before you kind of reinvented yourself with these online readings, which we'll get into. I mean, you really did kind of lose it all. Like not to be dramatic, but you know, like your show was in its infancy stages. Who knows? It could have had a great, you know, next season if it wasn't COVID and then right, the live shows canceled and your whole business was live readings. I mean, it was crazy because what people don't realize is, I mean, when I tell you it was okay so let's just back up before this all happened with with COVID right I remember so literally we were at the premiere part excuse me the um the season finale party and the very next day we had to wake up at 5 a.m to go to New York City because we had this big press tour to do my book was coming out and literally we we all got into the tour bus we were so excited 
And then the very next day we do the first book signing. Like we're at Simon and Schuster's at the Simon and Schuster world headquarters. We're launching, we're doing this big um, launch for the end of, of uh, the end of the show. And then literally I was scheduled to be on Dr. Oz and all these other platforms, CBS. I mean, iHeartMedia, you, you name it. And then the very next day, all of a sudden these calls started coming in and they're like, Hey, are you in the city? And I'm like, yeah, why you need to leave the city? Why? Um, there's, you know, this COVID thing is really bad. Next thing you know, Dr. Oz canceled, CBS canceled. We're getting all of these cancellation notices. And we're like, and we didn't even know what was happening. We're like, what is going on? Like, what is happening? And then next thing you know, you couldn't find hand sanitizer. I remember us like going and like trying to find hand sanitizer because we were like, I was still in the city and, and shaking people's hands and hugging people and signing books because we didn't know how bad it was. Nobody knew, right? Yeah. And then literally I got the, the whole press tour got pulled. They're like, just go home. We'll pick up in another couple of weeks. I'm like, okay. I come home and the next thing you know, the phones start ringing. They're like, hey, like, you're not going to be able to tour anymore. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, what do you mean? I'm like, they're saying two weeks to slow the spread. I'm like, and you know, I've, I've never been through a pandemic. I don't think anyone's have been, has been through a pandemic. I didn't know what to expect. And they were like, yeah, they're like, they're like, um, I don't know what's going to happen, but everyone's like, at that point, they were actually contemplating ripping out like every other seat out of theaters. They were saying that Las Vegas may not be coming back. They're like, hey, I wouldn't plan on touring until 2023. And I remember getting the phone call and being like saying to Alexa, like, there's no way. There's absolutely no way. And come to find out, I mean, they were they were pretty dead on. How did all of your online reading start? Like, I mean, you know, here we are in COVID, like, where did that start? I mean, you know, people were tuning in with wine and like, it really kind of became a thing. It, it did, it did become a thing. And it still is a thing. And you know, what's so weird is that it would have never worked if we didn't have a pandemic. And here's the reason why, because most people, unless you were in business, right, or had a podcast, nobody knew how to use Zoom, right? Especially grandparents, parents. I mean, they can never, my parents can barely work their iPhone, never mind Zoom, right? But then when it became our only way to communicate, right, and everybody was locked in their houses and everyone's like, hey, get on Zoom. Let's have house parties on Zoom. Let's do Zoom. Zoom now has become, you know, a standard on every single person's computer. Everybody has Zoom. Everyone knows how to work Zoom. So the pandemic really forced us all to get on the platform. So what was really cool is as well as as we were at home and we were watching everybody doing the news. I don't know if you were like me, but I know like our local stations, everybody was at home doing the news, especially like I remember seeing on the Today Show, Hoda was at home and all these things and everybody was just broadcasting from their house. My team had a great idea and they were like, Matt. They were like, what if we tried to do your events online? And I remember thinking to myself, like, there's no way this is going to work, right? And it's actually funny because, like, there were some other people who, like, um, we wanted to, to help to make it make it work, like, other parts of the team. They're like, yeah, no. They're like, I don't think that's going to work. I don't know. And I'm going to be honest with you. I didn't know if it was going to work with my ability. I'm like, obviously, I do private readings like, by phone and by Zoom and by Skype. And, you know, it's easy to do one-on-ones. But, you know, to have all these different families there, all these different people and to read everybody at once. I'm like, how is it going to work? So I decided to do just one event. I'm like, I will sign up. I will do one online event just to see if it works. And I was shitting my pants, Dave, because I'm saying to myself, like, like, God forbid, like I, I if it doesn't work, right? Like how do yeah, I know, who, like to a read, different how media. I know who to go to? Yeah. It was the first time. It was my first experience. And then what I realized is that it really was no different. The moment that everybody started to, to show up on the screen, not only were they there, but their loved ones in spirit were there as well. So one minute I was talking to somebody in California who had lost their son to next thing you know, talking to somebody in Maine who had lost their brother to talking to somebody in New York who had lost their mother. And literally all of a sudden, like people started finding out about these online readings and they were just, they've just been sold out for the past three years. It's been crazy. Wow. Well, we also see in this new show, like you said, you did get married to Alexa. You're now a father. You know, I know you've known her forever, but they say, you know, when you're married, it feels different. So, I mean, does it feel different now that you're married? It does feel different. It does. And you know what the weirdest thing is? So I think the the, the thing that really feels different is saying that's my wife or like her saying that's my husband. I think that's like that still kind of like gives you the butterflies when you say it for the first time. Because like it kind of sets in, like even though you go and you take your vows and you walk down the aisle, you don't realize it until you start using those terms. What about how has fatherhood changed you? Are you getting any sleep? Is she getting any sleep? 
So I got to tell you something. I learned a lot. I mean, a lot about uh, about everything about having a baby, right? Because I had no idea. I walked in blindside. Everyone was like, oh, it's going to be so tough. Oh, you don't know. Blah, blah, blah. And I didn't know until I got in. But I learned something really amazing. This is the one secret that I have to share with everybody because I wish, I wish that I knew this, David, beforehand. And that is that nobody does it alone. Everybody has help. And that's the one thing that Alexa and I wish we would have known about. Because when we came in, we're like, first of all, we weren't getting any sleep. The baby was up every hour on the hour. We like couldn't have visitors because we were just so exhausted. We were sleeping anytime the baby was sleeping. Everyone was just saying, oh, sleep when the baby sleeps. Well, you know, it's only, <laughs> no matter how you slice it, the baby only only sleeps, you know, an hour at a time. He's up an hour, sleeps an hour, up an hour, sleeps an hour. So we were having such a hard time with it. And literally I was drained. Like actually one of the um, uh, uh, readings that I just posted on my TikTok, everybody like noticed it. They're like, what the hell happened to you? You're so low energy. Like what? And I was like, oh, that was filmed back when, you know, Royce was first born. But I realized that, you know, the more that you can lean on people and resources, the more that you make it through it. For example, we learned something called sleep training. I don't know if you've ever heard of it. No. You heard of sleep training? No. So it's kind of controversial. They say that you can't sleep train a child. Believe me, you can. Because we went from waking up every half hour, every hour on the hour, all day long, right? For this kid not sleeping to all of a sudden, Kim sleeping two hours, three hours to now he sleeps nine to nine every single night. What is it? Just like the baby's crying. You're like, let's just let them stay. No, no. Oh. You think that's what it is. Like a lot of people, and that's why it's kind of controversial. Like a lot of people think it's the cry it out method, but really what sleep training is, I'll just give you, I'll just give you the, um, the brunt of it. It's all about getting the baby. First of all, there's two things that we didn't do because we had no idea. One, making sure that the baby sleeps as much as possible during the day. Sounds counterintuitive, but it works. And two, making sure the baby gets as much calories as possible during the day so they're not working up. So it's constant. During the day, you do all your work. It's feed, sleep, feed, sleep, feed, sleep. That's all you do. He wakes up, you, feed, you change the diaper, you feed him as much as possible. You put him to bed for a half hour. Then he wakes up, you feed him again as much as possible. You put him, you, you, you put him to bed for a half hour. You do this all day long. And then he builds up enough calories. So basically during the night, he just sleeps like a baby. No pun intended. Wow. Hey, I'm Nate Thurston, and I'm supposed to write a 30-second ad that tells you everything you need to know about my podcast, Good Morning Liberty, which I co-host with Charlie, my best friend of 20 years. That's a tough feat to accomplish, but let's give it a shot. At Good Morning Liberty, we cover the news every day from an individual liberty perspective. We believe that you own yourself, and a tyrannical, overreaching government is the biggest threat to your liberty. If you agree, you can find a new episode every day of the week on your podcast app or by going to BernieLies.com in your browser. So there's this new company I discovered called Innovative Extracts. And just by listening to this podcast, they're giving my listeners 40% off their first order if you head to www.ie-cbd.com and use promo code VELVET at checkout. And let me tell you about Innovative Extracts. They offer a wide variety of CBD and THC products. You have so many options to choose from. And I love, to me, it's like they're like a one-stop shop because I need help with everything, okay? But listen, they have stuff for anxiety and mood improvement, improved sleep, inflammation, pain relief. And I also like that they have like a lot of their products can you can take them in a lot of different ways is what I'm trying to say. They have creams, vapes, gummies, and these drops that you put under your tongue. So whatever your preferences, they've got it. I mean, life is hard, right? We all need a little help sometime. They have a full line of Delta 8, 9, and 10 THC products. Everything's legal and doesn't require any medical card. And it's available to ship to most states. So it's as simple as this. Just visit their website, i.e., dash cbd.com and get 40% off today by using promo code velvet at checkout 40%. How great is that? So many of you slipped into my DMS the last time I talked about our family cat loca. You guys were shocked that I had a cat. And I mean, listen, I'm not a horrible monster. I do have feelings. And just like me, her family cat loca only the best for her, just like her daddy. And that's why the only food that I feed loca is smalls. Now, the main thing I love about smalls is it's not disgusting and it doesn't stink. Yes, most cat food smells. I'm sorry. It's gross. Small's cat food is protein pack recipes made with preservative free ingredients 
that basically you find in your fridge. It looks like actual human food. Like you can see the pieces of protein and the pieces of veggie. They have bird, other bird, which is turkey, fish. Locust's favorite is other bird. It's like human food for cats. Why should you be the only one that's eating well in your family, right? I sleep better at night because after making the switch to smalls, 78% of cat owners reported their cats had shinier and softer fur and 90% reported overall health improvements. Higher quality ingredients means a healthier and happier life for your kitty. So head over to smalls.com slash velvet and use promo code velvet at checkout for 50% off your first order plus free shipping. That's the best offer you'll find anywhere, but you have to use my code velvet for 50% off your first order. One last time, that's promo code velvet for 50% off your first order plus free shipping at smalls.com. Wow. Interesting. Well, we also see in your new show that there's the First, I think it's the first reading you do. We see this like couple, this like husband and wife. And I think like their son came through and they were like blaming themselves. And then when it was over, you were like, okay, time for dinner. Like, is that how it is? Like, I mean, this is your job. Like, is it really like you can tune it off? No, you don't tune it off. But, you know, the thing is, is that you have to go on with life. Right. It's like, you know, we live in a fast paced society. It's like once I'm once I'm done, I don't get to go and just, you know, uh, de-stress or woosah, you know, real life kicks back in. So in other words, like just like when somebody comes home from a nine to five job and they're expected to change the diapers and put food on the table and do whatever the hell they got to do. They got chores waiting for them. Same thing for me as a medium. You know, it's it's uh, the minute that I'm done with these readings. Yep. It's it's back to normal life. And this particular couple, like they had so many feelings of like guilt and blaming themselves. Like, is that a common theme that you see like in your readings? Like, you know, is there death associated with, you know, is there guilt associated with most death? And like when people come to you, like, is that what they're looking for? Just kind of like relief from like blaming themselves? Because that seemed to be a common theme. I think the key, the key word is relief, right? That relief from something. You know, everybody handles grief differently. We all go through it. Even me as a medium, I go through di- through uh, grief after a death. But the thing is, is that people have grief for different reasons. And people are looking for relief for different reasons. Some people are not able to say goodbye to their loved one. And that's what's causing them pain. Sometimes people pass unexpectedly. You don't know how a person passes. That's causing them pain. So I think what really people are coming to me for are answers, right? They want to know that their loved ones are there. They want to know that they can communicate with their loved ones on their own. They want to know that heaven is real and the afterlife is real and that their loved ones are in a good place. And at the same time, they want to make sure that what they're feeling internally is also real because we all have a connection to heaven. We all sense and feel our loved ones. And some people just need that extra validation because- How many times do I do readings where somebody sees a sign from their loved one, but second guesses it or says, you know, that can't possibly be them. That can't possibly be my brother. That can't possibly be my sister. And that's the saddest thing, you know, and I think that's why people come to me is just to reaffirm their belief system. That makes a lot of sense. What about like, if you're reading someone, have you ever had a situation where someone like comes through and has like negative news or just Mm. bad news or just like, I'm sorry, I have to tell you this. Oh, absolutely. And you know, those, that's really tough for me to do because I never want to give bad news to a person. And when I say bad news, you know, it's really not bad news. It's just news that you weren't expecting or news that you weren't anticipating. Right. So the toughest thing is, is that there's many times when I'll do a reading and you'll see some of them where uh, if you go back, I'll say to the person, I really don't want to tell you this, or I really don't want to say this. And, you know, I have a policy and that is, is that I have to tell you everything. It's not up to me, whether I want to or not. And sometimes it's difficult to hear. So for example, there was this one woman that I was reading for and her father came through and her father was telling me that he had no idea that she was his daughter. And I had to basically tell this woman that her dad, you know, had no idea that she even existed because, you know, her mom had lied and said that uh, during this reading, her mom had lied and said that uh, it was, it was not his kid. So he had no idea. And for years, she believes that, you know, her dad was, had basically walked out of her life and disowned her when really the father just had no idea who she was. And that was really a tough reading to do. But there's also readings where people come in and they're expecting to hear one thing and they hear something else. For example, there was a woman that came to me and she was going through a divorce and it was a really tough situation where unfortunately her husband was not uh, truthful to her. He was with another woman. 
um, you know, uh, they had been together throughout their, their marriage and so on and so forth. And she came to me and her mom had passed away and she wanted advice from her mom. She needed to hear anything from her mother that she could do to save her marriage. And unfortunately, there was nothing that she could do to save her marriage. You know, this is where free will came in. Her husband had already made his choice. He was leaving her. He was with another woman and there was nothing that she could do. And the mother's advice to her was, Sign the divorce papers, stop stalling. And, you know, you have to move on from this. He doesn't love you. He's not going to love you. And that was a really tough message because th this woman was desperate to hear one thing that she could do. All she wanted was her mom to say something that could make her husband fall back in love with her, that could save this marriage. And unfortunately, you know, there was no such thing. Although that's got to be helpful, right? It's kind of like maybe the push you needed. Uh, you think so, right? We think that on the outside. But when you're going through that, this woman was very upset. I mean, she was mad. And I, I'm going to be honest with you. For I mean, luckily, I can tell you that, that the, the story had a happy ending because this was a reading that happened um, that happened quite some time ago. But I'll tell you that, you know, in the meantime, when I went, excuse me, in the beginning, when I was first giving her this message, she didn't want to hear it. She was so upset with me. She kept telling me, this is not what I need to hear. Ask my mother again. She, would, she asked me the question five different ways. Well, ask my mom, what if I say this to him? What if I do this for him? What if I don't send the papers? What if I do, you know, she wanted anything that she could to save this marriage because, you know, this was somebody that she thought that she truly, truly, no, well, she did truly did love him, but she tr thought that it was her soulmate. And what her mom was saying is that it wasn't. Wow. What about like, does it happen where someone comes to you, you know, like they lost a child, they lost a mother and they really want one person to come through. And yet, you know, their third uncle or their best friend's father, like, is it just some, someone they really don't necessarily care about coming through comes through? Yeah. 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 That happens all the time. And, you know, people get so pissed too, because, you know, this is where like some people, they don't come open, right? They come and they plan their reading. So they're like, okay, I'm coming to see Matt Frazier. And I want my mom to say this, 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 and this, right? And then they'll come to me and the reading will happen and somebody will come through. For example, how many times, and I tell this all the time, David, people, I don't know why people don't want to listen to me when I tell them certain things. For example, I always tell people, especially during private readings, only have you there. Don't bring anybody else, please. Just let it be me and you. Well, I don't understand. I really need somebody to support me. I really need somebody. I'm like, listen, because I can't, I can't determine what soul comes through. And they'll say, well, I'm the one paying for the reading. And I'm like, I understand that, but the spirit world doesn't know that, right? Or they don't care who's paying for the reading. So for example, I'll never forget, I actually wrote about this in my book. I had this woman and I went through the whole thing. You know, my office knows beforehand to like, you know, vet the callers and tell them, listen, you can only have you on the line. It was a phone reading. And this woman was like, oh yeah, absolutely. It's just going to be me. So I remember being on the, on this call with her and right away, what I thought was her husband coming through. He was telling me he was the husband and how he had died. And she goes, no, I didn't have, no, that wasn't, no, I didn't lose a husband. And I'm like, are you sure? He's telling me, he was telling me like how he had died and what happened to him and all of these things. And she's like, nope, 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 nope. And then he told me his name. And then all of a sudden I heard like the phone go, go silent. And she's like, hold on one second. And then she came back on the line and she's like, all right, I didn't tell you this. She's like, but I have my friends on the other line. And that was her husband that had died that, and that was his name. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Like I told you not to have anybody. So anyways, long story short, she was so upset because her friend was the one who got the reading. I couldn't make, I couldn't just tell the husband, okay, this isn't your session. Like go back to heaven now. Like you're done. Right. I had yeah. to deliver the message. He wouldn't leave me alone. So the reading turned into her friend's reading and she was so pissed off. She actually had to go and schedule another reading for herself. But I'm like, I warned you, I told you this is what was going to happen. You're like, this is what happens. And I saw on Kelly Clarkson, you had a woman's like ex lover, or ex boyfriend come through or something to that effect. Uh, there's always something like that going on. I mean, to be honest with you, I, I, the thing is, is that sometimes people come and there's someone that they don't want to hear from. And that's the person who ends up coming through. When did you first realize? I mean, you probably told me last time you were here, but it was so long ago. When did you first realize you had this gift? Well, so I always grew up seeing and hearing the departed. But, you know, what's crazy is, is that I never knew that I was a medium. You know, growing up, I thought I was seeing ghosts. I didn't know that I was channeling spirits. I literally thought that the house was haunted. That's the only way I can describe it is I remember 
going to school and telling my, my, my friends, like my house is haunted. We have a ghost in our house. I remember telling my parents, like I wanted to move. I would, I would scream and cry every night because the souls would be, be there in the, in, in the house. I didn't know it had to do with me. I thought it was the house. I thought the house was the problem. Weren't you scared? I was petrified. What do you mean? Was I scared? I was, I would cry every single night. I remember that there were times when and, and, you know, it didn't just happen at nighttime, by the way. Anytime I was alone or I was by myself and spirit had the opportunity to come through and speak to me, they would. So anytime I realize now, looking back, right, that anytime somebody died in the nearby area, I was like the 24-hour hotline, right? They'd come to my to my room or they'd, they'd come into the, the house and try to talk to me. But being so young, I didn't know what was happening. Like I said, I didn't realize these were souls. I thought that they were just ghosts. You know, people, I, th I thought I was experiencing a haunting. I didn't realize that these were people's loved ones trying to come through and deliver a message. So when did you kind of figure that out? And when did you decide to make this your career? So I didn't figure out, figure out for a long time. You know, my mom always told me that, you know, my grandmother was a medium and that she was, and she told me that we were all very super sensitive to spirits but she didn't really get too much into it. You know, she would try to talk to me and try to get me to talk about my experiences and identify some of the souls that were coming through. But I was just way too scared, David. So what I did was for years, I pushed this away. I didn't talk about it. I just tried to live a normal life. I did everything that I could to make the voices stop. And then, you know, growing up, I always was just really sensitive to people. I always had a good intuition. I always felt really connected with people. And it's funny because growing up, uh, I always felt the need to help others. So I actually started my career as an EMT working for the World Trade Center in Boston. And then from there, I went to go and see a medium for the first time myself because I wanted to see somebody who was actually using this gift since all my family did was run away from it or keep it a secret. And that's exactly what I was doing, too. You know, we have our weekly chats with Kim D and her seven dogs usually go crazy. And everyone's been asking me, why are her dogs so calm lately? Well, it's because I got Kim an ongoing supply of Nom Nom. Really, true story. And now the woke mob, as she calls them, are much calmer. Listen, Nom Nom delivers fresh dog food with every portion that's personalized to your dog's needs. What I love is it's made with real whole food that you can actually see and recognize. It's not like dog mush, the dog food you're used to serving your dog. And it has no additives, no filling. And so your dog is actually eating healthier. Personally, selfishly, I'll do anything to keep Kim's dogs quiet while we record every week. The thing that she loves the best are these meals are nutritious. They use board certified nutritionists for dogs that make fresh food that's then shipped free to your door. Now, and also comes with a money back guarantee. So listen, if your dog is not happy within 30 days, they refund your first order. So right now for 50% off your no risk two week trial, go to trynom.com slash velvet. That's trynom. N is in Nancy, O is in Oliver, N is in Mary.com slash velvet for 50% off. Trinom.com slash velvet. I have to tell you guys, Daily Harvest has really made my life so much easier. You know I can't cook and you know I have no time to go and track down food. This is literally stress-free meals that are delivered right to my front door. And there's a variety of meals too. They have harvest bowl, soups, flatbread, snacks, and the smoothies. They're such easy to prep options that literally you don't have to think twice about where your next meal is coming from. Everything stays in my freezer until I'm ready to enjoy it. And then I just basically take it out, thaw and prepare. My absolute favorite is their artichoke and spinach flatbread. Daily Harvest is healthy. So even when I am eating the flatbread, I still feel like I'm not cheating. They come right to my front door and I don't have to prepare anything. That's why I chose Daily Harvest. And the food's really freaking good. So let Daily Harvest do more so you can do less. Go to dailyharvest.com slash velvet to get up to $40 off your first box. That's dailyharvest.com slash velvet for up to $40 off your first box. Dailyharvest.com slash velvet. So I saw a medium for the first time and it changed my life because it was the first time that I realized, oh my God, I can do this. I can help people to heal just in a different way. And I just, I made it, I made a, a choice at that moment. And my choice was this. It was that I, was, I wasn't going to keep this a secret anymore. I was going to talk about this. If I felt something, I was going to say something. And I wasn't going to keep it hidden. And when I made that decision, it changed my life because, you know, this ability, that, excuse me, this, um, this job and this work found me because of my ability. I didn't go chasing the work. I, I already had an amazing job. You know, 
in, I never expected, expected to be here with you or to be on TV or to be where I am now, because at first it started out as a hobby. Because of what you do, you know, like what you kind of mentioned this quickly before, but like, what is your relationship to death? Like, do you fear death? Like the rest of us? I mean, knowing what you know, seeing spirit, like what is your own relationship to death? I'm always so So I fear illness, but I do not fear death. So obviously, you know, the tough part is, is that here in this world, obviously, just like everybody else, we all can succumb to illness. That's what scares me. But it does not scare me about death and dying because I know that there is another side and I wouldn't be able to do this work if I didn't know that. So without a doubt, every day, I feel good because I feel my loved ones guiding me. I feel my loved ones there and with me. I know that we have angels and spirit guides and this team of of people that are helping us. And therefore, I also know that they can see tomorrow so much more clearly than we can see even yesterday. So I don't get stressed out because I know that they're there guiding us and leading us. And that's the one thing that I want to share with other people. Like I'm hoping that my readings help people to understand that because life is challenging and hard and difficult. And it's not easy. Nobody has it easy. We all have different struggles. Some people have financial struggles. Some people have health struggles. Some people have love struggles. Um, You name it. The struggles are out there, right? The struggle is real, I should say. But the thing is, is that knowing that you're not alone and knowing that there's a bigger picture helps you to understand it and to, you know, really understand that we're only put here for a short time. It's a classroom. It's here where we learn our lessons. And one day we do pass on and we don't die. It's just a change in worlds. And then does that extend to like Alexa, to your mother, like, you know, just because they have access to you, like, do they understand like, okay, you know, we don't fear death or is it different? Because they're not. I mean, you can be married to you, but you're not you. So it's not the same visions. Well, Alexa is the Alexa. It's actually funny how we kind of came to be because Alexa always feared death. She'd feared death. She feared death. You could not even mention the word death around Alexa. You know, the first time I met her and I gave her reading her, I saw her grandmother with her. She literally almost ran out of the coffee shop because of the fact that she was so afraid of, you know, just hearing about someone that had died. And it's funny because for the longest time, she wouldn't come to my shows, wouldn't come to my events. She'd come in for maybe 10 minutes. And then once a deep reading happened, like someone losing a son, boom, she'd be, she'd like walk out of the room. Like that was it. She'd like, and it was funny because she would come in for like just a, just a few short moments or uh, just to listen to a few readings. And then she'd get overwhelmed and have to leave just thinking about death. But from now it's different. And it's funny because what first started with her so afraid And then her picking up on little bits here and and here and there, you know, because of the readings that I do. Now she's become so inquisitive. Like even today, I was sending out, I sent her a newsletter about what happens if you don't meet your soulmate here in this world. And, you know, she's on my email newsletter list. So she's like, oh, she's like, she's like, wait a minute, you know, there might be a chance that you don't meet your soulmate. And then she started asking me all these questions about the other side and about soulmates and about all these things. And it's so funny because... Years ago, she would have never even opened an email. She would have never even read about it or asked questions because she was so afraid. But what my point is, is that it opened up a new side of her. And that's what I'm hoping that my readings do. I hope that people do ask questions. I hope that people do want to know about heaven and the afterlife because the readings are not just about the person that's getting read. That's the biggest misconception. With each reading that I do, I get a little glimpse into heaven, the afterlife, And we learn spiritual lessons that are so important to our lives as humans. And listen, I don't know everything there is to know about death and dying. I didn't, I didn't learn about death and dying through reading books or researching by Google. It's not a Google search, you know, it's something that I've learned over the years just by talking to the spirit world. And then do you mourn a death like the rest of us, just because you know what happens and people end up okay? I mean, I do. I mean, we always listen doesn't matter how much faith you have, doesn't matter if you're a psychic medium, you're always going to miss that person's physical presence, right? Because we're here on earth, it's a physical world. We miss not being able to pick up the phone and call a person. We miss not being able to go to their house. We miss driving by their house and not seeing them outside or seeing their car in the driveway. It's something that we're going to miss. There's no way that you can get around that. But the secret is seeing, seeing that silver lining and knowing that, okay, even though their physical presence isn't here, we might miss them physically. There's another way to get in touch with them. And the best analogy to talk about that, David, is if you lost your loved one because they moved, right? Let's say that your best friend or your mom or your dad said, hey, listen, I'm moving to another country. 
Would you mourn them? Absolutely. Would you mourn them like, for example, not being here? Yes, you'd miss them every day, but you'd have peace in your heart knowing that they're still alive, they're, they're well, and that they're okay. And that's the same peace that I want to give to people here in this world as well. That makes a lot of sense. Well, speaking of your live shows, you do have a lot of live shows coming up in Q2. You're going to be in Boston, I think, Canada. You're I love that back- you call it Q2, by the way. You too. I, I guess that's like gonna, so that's so business of me, right? It is. It is. I'm going to start using that. Okay, coming up in Q2, we're coming to. That's, yeah. That's I mean, like, like, you know, I, well, I, I looked at your dates and I'm like, they're all like during the second quarter. It's like, you're going to be in Canada. You're, you're, you're out on the road for most of it. Yes. It's my first time coming to Canada. I am so excited about it. So I'm coming to Edmonton, uh, Canada. And also I'm coming to uh, Rama, Ontario, Canada. So I'm so excited about that. And I got to tell you, I didn't realize I even had fans in Canada. So I'm really excited to be coming and meeting everybody there. And then also we're just in the middle of adding brand new, uh, a brand new tour schedule as well. So right now you'll see like Massachusetts dates on there. There's like a Biloxi, Mississippi event. And there's, it might seem a little bit scarce, but this is the time Q2, right? Where everybody goes in where, where like they start uh, going in and uh, planning out the whole tour schedule and we start to release it all at once. So I'm just as excited as you because I never know where I'm going to be. Well, anyone that doesn't know what your live shows are like, they can go follow you now that you're on TikTok. You've amassed a lot of fans in a short period of time. Yeah, you know, I didn't even know. I didn't know all about that. So I I was on TikTok all the time, all right? Especially during the pandemic. And then I never thought to post like my stuff on there. I'm like, who the hell wants to see a psychic medium? Because, you know, you see all dancing and things. I'm like, I didn't want to bring down the vibe. But I started just a couple of weeks ago, like posting a, a few short videos and it just like blew up and everyone's like, oh my God, I'm so happy to see you on TikTok. I can't believe you're here. And um, it, 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 TikTok is just like, I, I feel like taking over the world. Is it harder? Like you mentioned, Alexa, like you gave her a ring. Like, is it harder? You know, like doctors say, I, there's some famous doctors that are like, I, I don't want to operate on my mother. I, I don't want to operate on a family member. Like, is it hard to give like readings to family members and people you love? Is it harder? Is it not as hard? Or is it neither the, the above? Um, well, it's typical because like the relationship is still the same. So for example, right? It's like when you give advice to your mom or to your dad. Have you ever had the experience where you give your mom or dad advice or someone that you love advice and it seems like they listen to everybody else but you? Yeah, that's what I go through every day because it's like I I'm like, listen, I'm a psychic medium. I can see this. This is what's going to happen. This one's like, for example, I was just telling um, my my sister in law that was giving her some dating advice, whatever. And um, she's like, well, my friend said this. I'm like, well, is your friend a psychic medium? Like, does your friend see the, the you know, the departed? And like, I think that they forget kind of who I am sometimes. So I feel like that they don't really sometimes they don't listen. I'm like and then they'll come back to me and they'll or like my favorite. My favorite part is, is that when. Uh, like I was telling my my father-in-law, um, some uh, I, I had some insights for him about something to do with his past uh, relationship. I'll just give it to you really quick. So in his past relationship, that's put all his personal information out there. But he, anyways, he had this this dog with this with this um, with his past girlfriend, and they broke up. And I said to him, I go, hey, I go just to let you know, she's not going to be keeping that dog. Like I would text her because that dog's going to come back to you. And I know he like really had this bond with this dog. And he's like, no, you're off on that. And I'm like, no, I'm not off. I'm actually seeing like that. She's not going to keep the dog. He's like, no, 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 because she's got kids and the kids are in love with that dog and so on and so forth. And he kept telling me like, yeah, no, you're wrong. You're wrong. You're wrong. And, and he's like, I don't think so. And then next thing you know, like six months later, he's like, Matt, you're never going to believe what happened. He's like, they gave the dog away. And I'm like, are you kidding me? I told you to text. And he's like, I didn't believe it. I'm like, do you not see what I do for a living? Like, I told you they weren't going to keep the dog. And he was like, so he's like, I should have listened. I should have listened. Well, anyways, that's that's just kind of an insight into my life. But it's like, listen, people, listen to me when I speak, please. I know. What do you think is like the biggest like misperception about what you do? Like, what do you think people have all wrong when they hear you're a psychic medium? Well, first of all, the thing is, is that I, there's, there's so much of a misconception and there's, a, there's so much false information that's put out there. And the first thing is, is that people think that they can come to a medium and that they can just go and talk to whoever they want. Like, for example, you know, I don't want to listen. I don't want to comment on, on how other mediums do their readings, but 
you know, like for example, there was this one person who came to me who said that um, that Elvis was their spirit guide, you know, and that they went to a medium and that, you know, they said that Elvis was their spirit guide and Elvis was like, you know, they have all these conversations with Elvis. And I'm like, well, I, you know, I did the reading. I did not see Elvis around this person, you know? And I think that some people think that when you go to me, because there's some people who actually come to me and they're like, I want to talk to Marilyn Monroe, or I want to talk to Frank Sinatra. I want to talk to that, this person. And the truth is, is that you have to have a connection with that person. They had to, to make a reading happen, right? There has to be a couple of different factors. One, you have to have a connection with that person. Two, that person has to have a message for you. And three, that person has to come through. So what's really the, the biggest misconception about being a medium is I think people come to a medium to connect with their loved one on the other side. They come to speak to their loved one directly. But really what's going on behind the scenes is that when you come to a medium, there's actually souls there that want to talk to you. And it might not be the person that you want to hear from, right? Or the person that you're expecting to hear from. And I think that's what throws people for a loop is that you know, people will come in and a lot of times they'll think, well, Matt, can't you just call this soul or can't you just bring this soul through? And it doesn't work like that. And I would never lie to somebody. I would never lie and tell somebody your loved one is here or that your loved one is telling me this when they're not. I, I couldn't do that to somebody. And some people love me for that. And some people, you know, hate me for it. Do you have a celebrity that people request more than all? I mean, do people come and say, hey, I want to talk to so-and-so? Oh, yeah. All the time. All the time. I mean, a lot of people want to talk to like the old, old, old uh, celebrities, like the, the biggest greats, like, for example, Frank Sinatra and Marilyn Monroe are, you know, the top two that people always ask, you know, oh, can you check on And one person asked about like Michael Jackson, you know, but like I said, it doesn't it's it, souls come through to help better our lives. You know, what, I, like I, I kind of think in my mind, you know, I, I understand that they just don't understand how the process works or maybe some like some people have told me they've been to medium readings where they've had that experience. I don't know how, but the thing is, is that. I kind of questioned to myself, like, what would that soul even say? You know what I mean? Like if Michael Jackson did come through to you, what, what would he say? Like, thank you for being my fan. You know what I mean? Like, it's kind of, it's kind of silly when you think about it because souls have a much bigger purpose. They come through that the main reason why they come through is to heal, right? That's the reason why they come through to us. Your grandmother's, if you, if you had a peaceful passing with your grandmother and your grandmother loved life, you spent every moment with her. She passed away on, on the couch, surrounded by her friends and her family. You got to say goodbye. You hugged her right before her death. You know, chances are she doesn't have anything to say to you in the afterlife. But if you had a stepfather who you were really close with within life, and then there was a family fight that had happened, and the two of you had, had gone separate ways, and all of a sudden you found out that he died and you never got to say goodbye, it was kept from you, that's the soul that's going to come through to speak. Because that's the soul that you have unfinished business with. And chances are... That's the soul that's going to help you to heal. Because when we lose a loved one, right? And we don't, when we don't have answers, there's one thing that happens. And that is that they leave us with inner pain. And sometimes the only way that we can heal that pain is by being back in touch with that loved one on the other side. And I think that's why so many people come to me as a medium is to resolve what they couldn't resolve here in this world. Because there's no way to because the person's passed. That makes a lot of sense. And yes, I guess if you want your meet and greet fan moment with Michael Jackson, it's probably not going to happen in a reading. Well, not not in a reading, but in the afterlife where you see him, yes, you know, heaven is one he heaven is one place. So, you know, you'll definitely see him in the afterlife. But will he come here to to um to guide you or to give you, you know, advice on your career, whatever it is? Probably not. Chances are not, unless he knew you here in this world or you had a direct connection with him. What do you say to all those like naysayers who, you know, just can't wrap their head around it? Oh, it's fake. Come on. Like, you know, how can you, it's, they, they don't understand. Right. So I think a lot of times, like if you don't understand something, you don't believe it. Right. Well, well, I don't think that's the truth because, you know, I don't know how the hell my TV set works, but it works. You know, I don't know how the zoom works, how we can like zoom all over the country, but yet it works and I'm using it. But I think that I love the skeptical ones. And I love, you know, the naysayers because, you know, it's those people who come in to, especially what, the first thing I have to say is that if you're a skeptic or a non-believer, come to an event, come to an event, just try it, try it. Because how many times do people bring their husbands, I shouldn't say bring their husbands, drag their husbands. It's always the men that don't want to believe. I don't know why, right? So how many people will drag their husbands or drag their brother or drag their friends and they're like, okay, I'm just going for my wife or I'm just going for my friend or I'm just going because this person you know, it's bringing me, or this person had an extra ticket, right? And it's a night out. 
and they end up getting a reading. And I think those are the best readings. I mean, if you can, you can see it on my YouTube page, you can see it on my TikTok accounts that, you know, the, the readings where skeptics get a reading can be so transformative and so healing for so many of us because of the fact that these were people who a lot of them, you know, walked into the event, not believing that their loved ones were with them. And how sad is that? Like, I feel really bad for the people who are out there that actually believe that your loved ones are nowhere to be found. Like, I got to be honest with you. If I did not know that my loved ones were with me every day, if I did not know that there was another life after this, I wouldn't be able to live life here in this world. I'm going to tell you that right now. I wouldn't be the happy person that I am. I wouldn't be the positive person that I am. I, I, I mean, you have to, you have to know in my mind anyways, that there is another life to this or else why would we be here? Yeah, exactly. And those skeptics you mentioned, like at your live shows, I've seen the videos. Those guys are the first ones that are like literally in tears. They are literally the sobbing worse than the women just to like, they're, they, cause I think they're just, they don't believe. And then they do. And they're like, oh, this is real. It's actually funny. There's one on my TikTok page right now. It's up to 1.7 million views, right? So it's like one of the first ones where the skeptic got a reading. And it was funny because like during the reading, he was there for his family. Like his, like he wasn't there for himself. And I think he was there for his wife. And literally during the reading, he like tried to hand the microphone back. Like he did not want, like when I started channeling his brother, I guess it got like too deep for him. And I saw him like, all of a sudden he was handing the microphone like back down the aisle. Like I'm done. I'm done. I'm like, wait a minute, sir, you can't be done. Like your brother's coming through now. Like you gotta, you gotta ride this out. And it was so funny because I think it was just like such a real moment that he was, he was, he was this big tough guy that like looked like he was going to like, he could have, he could have like killed me or swallowed me. Like, you know, uh, it's, uh, in, in, uh, excuse me, that he could have just like, like, um, why am I losing my train of thought today? He looked like he could have literally eaten me in one gulp. Right. But then all of a sudden his brother came through and he was crying and laughing and just so overwhelmed by the moment. It was a real moment. What can people expect as they watch the Frasers plus one for everyone who has not started this new season? Well, I think that it shows the behind the scenes of what really goes on in my life. Cause everybody sees, you know, uh, the readings that I do, whether it be on YouTube or on TikTok or, you know, on television. And I think that people think that, you know, being a medium that I must live like this spooky life, but really for me, I feel like I'm a normal person, just the fact that I see and hear the departed. So, you know, this gives this gives uh, viewers a behind the scenes look into our life every day when I'm not reading. And I realized through the pandemic as well that people have loved seeing that. You know, it's it's instead of just going on and giving readings and, you know, uh, helping people connect, I think that people have really wanted to know more about me and my family and what makes us us. And I love that. You know, one of the best things is being able to share that, that uh, those personal moments with everybody online and through TV and welcome them into your home because my Facebook fans and followers are not just fans and followers. They literally have been like family to us. And, you know, my mom is always, we're Italian and she's always, she's always told me, treat everybody like family. And that's just exactly what we do. And I, I am so happy to invite everybody back in. Well, your mother is a part of this show, Alexa. Like, do they like, does your extended family, like your say your, your sister-in-law, do they like the cameras around too? Yeah, they didn't at first. They didn't at first, but now they've kind of, they've kind of gotten used to it. It's actually funny because when we first started filming, they were all freaked out by it, right? Because, you know, you can't even have a private, private conversation without a camera there. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, that's how I feel every day with the dead. Like I'm followed by dead people. Like you're followed by cameras. It's the same thing. But, you know, they've after after Meet the Frasers aired and they saw how many people have just like, you know, loved us and loved the shows and, you know, uh, have just been such a great support system to us. They were really excited to do this a second time. Wow. As we wind down, then we could wrap up like, you know, I'm sitting here with one of the top psychic mediums in the world. Like, have you felt any presence here with me? Absolutely. I was hoping that you would ask. So first of all, I got to tell you, you actually have a lot of people that are with you. First of all, you have a grandmother here that was really close with you that had passed. She was like your mom when I'm connecting because she tells me that you literally like grew up with her. Like she shows me that she helped raise you. Is that true? Yeah. And she true. says to me, she goes, Matt, she goes, he was like my son. And she, she showed me like all these visions because souls will show me visions of what life was like back in the day. And she literally shows me that the one thing that she loved was you coming into her life because 
you gave her this whole new chapter. And this woman lives life for you. She tells me that she didn't want to die. She didn't want to leave this world, that she fought as hard as she could because she wanted to be present in your life. And because of that, she is such a strong guardian angel around you every single day. And what's interesting is, is that she tells me she actually came to visit you in dreams. Have you gotten dreams of her? Yeah. Know that those are real. It's her way of letting you know that she's there. And also, what's the connection with the dogs? Like, were you always into like um, having dogs here? Because there's a bunch of dogs that are in spirit that are also around you. There, I have a weird relationship with dogs where like they definitely like me a lot more than I might like them. But there are dogs that just flock to me wherever I go. It's, it's like, crazy. I'm... Wait a minute. Did, but did your grandmother have dogs here in the physical? Yeah. Okay. Because there's, there's all, okay. When I'm connecting with her, there's all these dogs that are around her. And you can understand that when our family members have pets, right? They're not just her family, they're your family too. And she's got these little dogs. They're so cute. And they're all around her when I'm connecting. And she's like, tell David, the dogs are here. The dogs are here. She's telling me. Of course the dogs are there. They're, they, 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 they were always there. Well, you know, I'm seeing visions of like back when you were a kid. Like, I feel like when you used to visit your grandmother, like she, she shows me she used to have like three dogs here in this world. I see three dogs, like three little dogs that are here. And I feel like the minute they used to ring the doorbell, like I see all the dogs like coming in and like barking up a storm and like the house was always chaotic. And there was one dog in particular. It was like, it looks like a, oh, I'm going to get this, this breed wrong because I'm not familiar with dogs, but it looks almost like a, like a white Bichon. Do you remember that dog? Yeah. She had a white, like, I don't know the breed or a bad. I, I like want to say it's a Bichon. I don't know if, hold on, let's Google. It was it. really small and it was like very yappy. That's all I know. Yes. Was it like this? Hold on. How do you spell Bijan? It was a B I. It was <laughs> I like, know. I know. I'm like, it was the most, uh, what's the word? Most um, overzealous of the, the dogs that she had. Yeah. It was almost like this. This is the, this is the dog that I'm, I don't know if you can see. Wait, I yeah. No, I, I, I can see it. That's like really similar. That was the one, that's the one that she's showing me. And that was like her pride and joy because I see her like washing this dog in the sink and she's showing me like, like doing like weird things to this dog's hair. So what's crazy is that that was, that had to be like her favorite dog. Oh, she's telling me. I believe that that, um, somebody bought her that dog or gave her that dog. She's telling me. Her best friend bought it for her. Yeah. Oh, you know about this? Yeah, yeah. Oh, shut no, the hell up. It's like that. It was like she didn't want a dog, like another dog, because who wants yet another dog when you already have a bunch of dogs? And then it was like a birthday gift. And it was this whole thing of like, who gives a live? Shut the hell who, up. That's who crazy. gives a dog or a cat for like a birthday gift? I mean, that's, well, she's I don't know. me in my ear would, right now. She's like, would you ever buy someone a live animal? I mean, maybe <laughs> your wife, but you wouldn't just give a friend. A, that's like a big assumption, right? I, I don't know. All I know, she loved this dog. She's telling me that it was a gift to her. She says this, that she, she got it as a gift. And she tells me that this dog was her baby. Because I see, like, no matter where she went, this, like, even though she had these other dogs, this was her main dog. Like, this was, this dog was, like, uh, yeah. her soulmate. That's so strange that you could see that it was a gift. Because it, it, it was. It was a birthday gift. And it was this whole thing. She was going to give it back. And, I mean, like, literally give it away. Because who needs another dog? And that's then crazy you have that, a dog for two weeks and you don't give it away are you really going to give it away not really i gotta tell you the one thing that your grandmother does tell me though as well not to get too personal but she does say to me matt she goes the one thing that i want to tell david is that growing up she wishes that you had more support here in this world because she tells me there was a lot that happened in your family and she says it's like he was abandoned matt she goes nobody was there for him she says and that's the reason why we became so close she tells me that literally from when you were young, you had to grow up at such a young age and you saw and experienced things that you should have never experienced. And your grandmother says to me, Matt, she says, the one thing that I'm so proud of is the positive person that he's become through all of this. She says, because with all the things that went on with your mom and your dad, because she tells me there was a lot of friction that was there in the relationship. She tells me that she tried to come in and almost be as a buffer to that. She didn't want you to have to see all of that and to know all of that. And the sad thing is, is that when our loved ones go to the other side, they can see things that they didn't hear in this world. And the one thing that your grandmother tells me is she didn't realize that you knew all that was going on when you were so young, when you were so young. She tells me that she thought that they kept this hidden from you when really you saw and felt so much. Yeah. I mean, like, you know, my parents were both alive, but they had a like 
horrible divorce. You know, they came together later in life because then you get to be in your 60s and 70s and you all mellow out. It's like my sister has kids, but no, I mean, they literally hated each other for years and it was like brutal. And, you know, that's how like my grandmother ended up stepping in, you know, to help. Like, oh, I raise know. She, us tells, and, she tells me. But, you know, I mean, I also wasn't really pop. You know, you're a gay kid in the middle of suburbia. I didn't really have a lot of friends in high school. So, yeah, no, I mean, everything I can deal with as an adult, like nothing phases me, I think, just because like I dealt with everything at like a really early age, which sucks. But then you're like, yeah, like your adulthood, you're like, these aren't real problems. Like we're all alive and healthy here, people like who cares? Like, I, I already went through the worst of it, you know, like as a teenager, really, that's but like how I live my life. It's true. She's also telling me, hold on. It's she also telling me the name Carol. I hear Carol or Carolyn. Carol or Carolyn. Trying to think. My father had some girlfriends and wives. Oh, Jesus. No, no I don't think that was that. I, no think it was a, Carols. I think it was a friend that was with your grandmother that passed. It wasn't somebody that was with your dad. Carol or Carolyn, huh? Not the person who bought her the dog. That's for sure. It Mine will probably come. Like, yeah. yeah. I hear that person. And you know, it's spelt weird. It's not spelt like regular Carol. I felt it spelt like C-A-R-O-L-E. Because she's showing me this. Huh. I mean, the only person I can think of is like one of her sons. My uncle has a wife, Carol. And like, I mean, it's not like we're not close, but I mean, she was sick. Like maybe she passed. I, I don't know. That's the only thing I can think of. I don't know. Find out because I hear that soul that's there. That wouldn't be, let me tell you something. That wouldn't be the first time it happened. Now, of course, if I find this out, I will be totally freaked out. Even more so than everything you just told me. Because her son, who's now elderly, has a wife who was really sick, who's also elderly. And her name is Carol. And it's not like we speak every day. And I mean, she could have passed. So if that is the case, I'm going to... Then I'm going to be calling you totally freaked out. And then... It wouldn't be the, listen, it wouldn't be the first time it happens. I mean, it makes sense that she would be with my grandmother, right? So that's... Wow. Okay, so now I have chills. I'm going to call my father after this. Um, Is there anything else you want to leave us with, promote, plug? Yes, wait a minute, wait a minute now. I like to give people a chance at the end. It's all about you now. We didn't talk about my new book, We Never Die. So I got to talk, I got to plug the new book. So for anyone who's been questioning about what happens when we pass on, I wrote this new book. It's called We Never Die, Secrets of the Afterlife. And I was shocked that this book actually became a New York Times bestseller overnight. And literally in this book, it's everything that we've talked about here in the podcast. You know, I've taken everything that I've learned from being a medium. For example, what happens to souls that pass of suicide? What happens to souls that um, pass at a young age? How old are you in heaven? What are we doing in heaven? What about our pets in heaven? I put it here in my new book called We Never Die, Secrets of the Afterlife. And I want to recommend this book to anybody who's looking to connect with a loved one to learn a little bit more about heaven or to learn a little bit about psychic ability. It's all here. First of all, what a great title for a book. We never die. I mean, that's really what you do. And second of all, yeah. I mean, that's the, I came with all my questions. Now you just raised a lot more questions. Like what, cause I've had someone, I mean, well, I'm sure I know someone very close to me died of suicide. And so I'm now you've just given me more questions. Okay. So now I'm going to have to read this book. Absolutely. Or we're going to have to do a second podcast. Listen, you can come back any day you want when you're not touring, promoting your TV show, writing another book, doing your own reading. So, you know, changing diapers, changing diapers, you can cat shit off the floor. Yeah, you can bring Alexa next time. You could bring your mom. You can come back with anyone you want next time. So thank you so much. I so appreciate that. Where can everyone find you who wants to follow you and buy this book? All right. So listen, you can get the book anywhere that you buy books, Amazon, Barnes and Noble, uh, Audible. It's all there. But you can also find me on my website, meetmattfraser.com or by using the handle on social media, Meet Matt Frazier. And listen, if the dead can find me, so can you. And people need to check out your TikToks because they're epic. Oh, thank you so, so, so much. It was great chatting with you again. And don't be a stranger. Same here. Same here. I'll talk to you later, David. Take care. Bye. All right. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to yet another episode of Behind the Velvet Rope. Because without you listeners, I would just be a crazy person with voices in my head. And if you like what you hear, subscribe, subscribe, subscribe on Apple Podcasts under Behind the Velvet Rope. And when you're done subscribing, feel free to leave a five-star write-up review. 
because the write-up reviews actually count. We read each and every one of them. We post the best ones and the reviews really help our shows keep going. And we really appreciate everything you guys say, especially the positive ones. And if you want to find us online, we're at Behind Velvet Rope on Instagram. We are at David Yontef on Instagram. We're Behind The Velvet Rope on Apple Podcasts. Or head on over to Patreon, because you know what? There are just some things we can't talk about here. So for our bonus episodes, go to Patreon and type in Behind the Velvet Rope. And if you still aren't sick of me and you want more David, go to Cameo and book me on Cameo. And you can ask me anything there. I'll answer whatever you want. And I have a bargain basement price of $10. Thank you guys. See you soon.